Hey, hey, welcome to Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gunvalson and Lee Radswell, along with my co-hosts Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer. This week we're taking you inside Hurricane. We survived LA's double disaster. Back to the spelling dynasty, Tori's latest cry for help as her ex reveals new details from her father's infamous will. Britney Spears' divorce from Sam is heating up, and we have epic inside details. And over on Bravo, the Bethany Breakdown Part 2, her interview with Raquel and Carol Radswell's messages to us. Greetings. Greetings and salutations. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Are you staying dry? Oh, I'm dry. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Trying to stay dry, for sure. <laughs> just living just live the dream out here in La La Land, a.k.a. the world of Hurricane. It's just literally when it rains, it pours here in Los Angeles. We have the... We have the- I don't even know what to call it. I like trop. I like hurricane for the. Uh, I like hurricane for the dramatic effect, but mm. I don't think it's really a hurricane. I think it's no. just like a rainstorm, it's a tropical storm, yeah, which is yeah. like just inconvenient to me in general. But then we also got the earthquake with it, so yeah. double whammy. Yeah, that was just like uh, I honest. I couldn't believe that when that hit, and I was like, "Are you? Are you?" are you joking with me right now? Like, I was like, is this a, of course I ran to gold old, old Twitter to see if that was really what it was. And yeah, it's called X. I don't care. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. You know what I, what I noticed is that they took away when you tweet something, you go to hit tweet. It doesn't say tweet anymore. It says post. And I was like, well, that's so fucking boring. I think like, it might as well be Instagram or Facebook because at least that was the difference with Twitter. Cause you tweeted something, everything mm-hmm. else is just a post. So again, Elon, you've made something like dumb. You've made it unoriginal. You made it <laughs> X and you made it post just. <laughs> there you that's go. True. I, true. I, I'm a little embarrassed to share my earthquake story because I barely felt it. But be. we we all saw it. George I was bar- I was in a store. I barely it. felt it. I know <laughs> how shameful. I post things whether I should be ashamed or not. Let's. Mm-hmm. But however, I just wish the setting was better because I was in a store. Unfortunately, that store was the Dollar Tree. I wish I could have posted the video of the rack shaking at like Neiman Marcus or something. <laughs> I but feel like no. it was very Sonia Morgan of you, though. Like Sonia Morgan <laughs> would get caught in an earthquake in the Dollar Tree store, you know, because she's Sonia Morgan. Like she'd be like, yeah, let's go to the Dollar Tree store. Yes. I enjoy it. You never know what you're going to find. It's always <laughs> or just, who it's- you're going to find there. <laughs> And so, yeah, and everyone was like, everyone there stopped and was like, earthquake, but I didn't feel it. And like, I I thought they were reading it online, but they were like, no, we're in it. And then they pointed at a rack and the things were swaying. So instead of ducking for cover or doing anything a normal person would, I busted out my phone and hit Of course, obviously. And, but I'm a survivor of the 94 earthquakes. So little shakes don't scare me. I'm there you go. 818, born and raised. 
Did you see the photo that's sort of been going around of the uh, that McLaren that was parked yeah. on the street yes. on Ventura? Like in about two feet of water, and every everybody was like, "Oh my god, how could somebody do that?" It's so obvious that's insurance fraud. 100%. Like you don't park, you don't park a three hundred thousand dollar car on the street ever, but much less on the day you know it's going to rain. You park it there when you're behind on payments, and you need to get that shit off of your books. Oh, you park it in the smart. middle of a storm. Yeah. Oh, like you don't know, Jordan. My first thought was, is this Jordan's car? What is, how, is Jordan, how is Jordan involved in this? That's way too sporty for me. If it was like some, yeah, with my back problems, that low riding fast yeah. car. You need one of those those handle things that you put in the side of the door to help you get up out of the car door, out of the car. Yeah, that didn't occur to me too, because if it gets totaled, then insurance will cover the rest of it. No, you'll see. You'll see that every so often, like LA doesn't flood often, but it it's over the over the last few years it's happened more often than it should. And more than once I've seen super high end cars parked on the side of the road in like four feet of water, and it's so obvious the owner would never leave the car there. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, they did this on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Which is it's, I mean, it's genius to a point, I guess. Yeah. It's funny because I a friend of mine, she was worried about her garage flooding because it's an underground garage she's like so maybe Mm. i should park my car on the street she's like but also that seems bad because like you know the streets will flood and i said actually like i think for insurance reasons you should keep your car in the garage because they might think it's sus if you parked it on the street and she was like i didn't think about that and then bam today there's that mclaren thing and i was like Mm -hmm. i said it to her i was like see (laughs) it's like parked in front of a chipotle Honestly, I know, I know exactly where that where that I is. Do too. On the I could, I, I, I know you do. <laughs> I was, I felt Buy like I've been, I've been dismissive of this whole rainstorm all week because I was like, it really doesn't, you know, it's inconvenient. But I don't live up in the hills where you have to worry about mudslides. Um, I don't live at the beach, so it's kind of like, eh, whatever, not a big deal. I don't like stock up on anything except maybe an extra pack of cigs or whatever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so then they, so then to like get to me, then they had to pile on with the earthquake just to be like, mm-hmm. you're not immune. Mm-hmm. So well, kind of was like you <laughs> dismissing it, like eat the rich, ha ha ha. I don't have a view and I don't have a mudslide to worry about. So <laughs> well, the the funny it wasn't a thing until. Thursday until Thursday. And honestly, I thought it was a joke. Like I thought, I thought it was, was fake news. I was like, there's no way there's nothing like that happening. But then the funny thing is like all the people like going, you know, basically doing pandemic shopping again. And I was like, guys, yo, this is just like maybe a couple of days. If you live in like certain areas, then you should be concerned. But I was like, I already have an earthquake kit basically. Like I'm already prepared earthquake wise and with water and everything like that. So I was like, I don't have to worry about this. Like maybe, Maybe I should stock up on some weed just in case. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you're for cigarettes, I'm for weed. I'm like, there we go. Was it was it really necessary to call it Hillary? I mean, we don't need this discourse right now. Like you could have okay, the num the naming scheme is A, B, C, and they alternate men and women's names. You could have gone with any woman's age name. We do not need that in this climate, Absolutely. naming it Hillary, because there have been way too many jokes. Oh, I've seen the memes where or the yeah. I guess gifts or whatever where it's they put her face on the little swirly moving mm-hmm. up the radar of our mm-hmm. coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of I, I don't like it for, you know, my 
my pro Hillary feelings, but at the same time, I do think it's kind of funny. And at least it does for me, it gives some levity to it all because at least, you know, she's, she's far enough out of the picture now that you're just kind of like, well, you know, I guess if she was running, you know, for 2024, she, then we'd be like, okay, no, we can't do this. But, but I agree. I think it should be like hurricane Heather or, you know, hurricane Hilaria, maybe even. <laughs> that would be, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Actually, survived. Hurricane Heather, bad weather. Heather. <laughs> oh god, an art. Yeah, that would be like a good uh, Salt Lake City reference. Mm-hmm. Lisa Barlow now controls the weather and names yep. and names the storms. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> well, there's stuffs happening this week. I don't know. Oh, I made it. No, but you know. I made a goof on our TikTok. <laughs> made a tiktok of like my guessing my it's like one of those ai face things of like guess guesses your age or whatever and i made it and then i posted it and then i was like oh wait a minute this is this is the pcp tiktok not my personal tiktok Uh, (laughs) i hadn't switched back but i was like well you know what i'm just gonna leave it up because we don't post like we're trying to like, you know, diversify our TikTok. I was like, I'll leave it up. And then somebody was like, ah, oh, the facelift worked. And I was like, see, it goes into the facelift, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. the story exactly. here. It's your brand. Like, yeah, because because it the, it said I was 26. And I was like, yes, oh, you, are correct. <laughs> you are correct. You are correct. I, I am 26 years old. I don't want to know what it says. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not. Because I don't need to be told that I look 70. I, I, I <laughs> like I said, yes. Oh, yes. Happy belated birthday. I mean, we wish you b- happy birthday on your birthday. But oh, you had your birthday you. on Friday. So yeah. I did. I did. 36 years young. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everybody go into the reviews and wish Nate a happy birthday. Go onto the comments section when the promo comes up. Wish Nate a happy birthday. Wish him a happy birthday on his personal page if you're not already following him. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And Thanks. if you didn't wish Jordan a happy birthday, you can still wish him a happy birthday as well. All year round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. No, Leo's get the whole Leo season. Perhaps and into the next into the next season as well. Perhaps this podcast should have been named uh Two Leos, One Sagittarius. I like it. Feels like there were like 90s sitcoms that were like Two guys, a girl, in a pizza place, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, his first show—well, not his oh. first show, but his first big show. Yeah. yeah, and then they dropped the pizza place after a while. It was just t- called Two Guys and a Girl. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. isn't it always? It's true. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else is going on? I mean, there's speaking of always happening. <laughs> someone's back in the hospital this week. <laughs> Did you see? Oh, yes. Our little princess. Princess Mm. Spelling, Tori. Tori announced she's back in the hospital, which I'm not making fun of if she's sick, but it does seem to be a a pattern. She did the 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 ultimate look at me, like because she didn't say what she basically just posted like a shot of her arm with the IV and the tags and things Mm -hmm. and didn't really say why she's there. Uh, she just said, all, like, all I'm pe- missing my kids so much. And yeah. Like, Why are you in the hospital? Like, it's very much like Facebook, you know, 20, 2011 of like, I'm just so sad. That status update. And then everybody's like, Why are you sad? Are you okay? What's going on? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely an attention grabber. 
again, like she was like thanking her kids for being so brave, so, which so strong, made me wonder yeah. who's watching the kids. Um, Hopefully, probably the neighbor at the RV park. I imagine <laughs> maybe yeah. a dog or something. I don't. Jethro be, Joe, Jethro Joe to, next. Year. They're being taught how to smoke menthols. <laughs> Hopefully someone oh that hopefully someone in that family with a lot of bedrooms, almost famous for the amount of room in the home in which she lives alone, took in her grandkids. Cause I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what Dean does or where he's living. They're still very they're still very um vague about the status of their marriage. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was totally one of those. Uh, what's the opposite of a humble brag? Uh, a humble just a brag, a brag. No, no. Okay, you know what I mean. It's the equivalent. It was basically look at me, like oh, yeah. I'm so yeah. sick. Or, like it was very uh, Yolanda. I, I don't know the technical oh. term for it, but it's happy selfie, sad selfie, happy. Uh-huh. Selfie. This was this was the Yolanda Foster era. Lyme disease, mm-hmm. uh, sad selfie with the with the uh, with the hospital band wristband there, so you could kind of read it and you could yeah, see when a, she was checked in. I think it said August seventeenth, but there's we have we don't know if that picture was also taken on the seventeenth and she just took all the things off her arm and left. Like, but she posted, you know, she posted it on Sunday uh, when we're recording this, making it seem like she's been there for what four days, but you don't know. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she fell on another Benny Hanna girl. Who knows? <laughs> Who can say? Could happen to the same person twice, right? <laughs> Lightning strikes twice. Mm-hmm. In LA, it does. <laughs> yeah. What else? Oh, did you see that thing though about her? Um, her former, her first husband came out. Uh, I told, and I had totally forgot about him too. Cause I was like, what is Dean talking about? And I was like, yeah. Oh no, that guy, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Char- uh, Charlie, Charlie mm-hmm. Shanian or something like that. That's yeah. her first husband. And then that's kind of that marriage is where her relationship with her parents started to go awry. So he got to witness some of the darker moments of the spelling he- well, he was there. He was there when the will was essentially announced or made public. Right? Yeah, when she found yeah, out, um, when she found out what she was and was not getting. Yeah. Um. So, Aaron was. So yeah, that's what he came out about. Uh, her reaction when she found out about her father's will, because he had been dying for a while. It was kept very quiet. He um, was essentially they set Candy set up a like a hospital little department in the manor um she didn't want to it was to protect his image and you know all that they didn't want it out there that he was going downhill but so it was known that he was dying for a while and his estate was discussed and the will so she knew before he died that she was only getting eight hundred thousand of the 600 million or so that was there and he was there. He was still married to her when this happened, and he got to witness her collapse. Yeah, like literally, physically collapse. Yeah, he said at one point she collapsed. 
But it wasn't it it the 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 headlines and things from that made it seem like oh she 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 collapsed and burst into tears because of not getting the money, which I'm sure was true. But what he what he ended up saying was it didn't make her look that bad. It was more that she yes she was upset about not getting the money, but now she was more upset about like all the power Candy would have over her. Yeah, like there'd be no you know they would not that they were ever going to be equals. But with Candy getting all of it, then she has all the power over, and that's what made Tori upset. I don't think the husband was necessarily bashing, or the ex-husband was bashing Tori. Yeah, he kind of clarified it wasn't, he said it wasn't about the money, it was about the power this gave her mother over her. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I get like, the way I'm thinking about it is, um, Aaron, because Candy and Aaron, I'm sorry, Candy and Tori had a strained relationship, and I think Aaron knew if he left if he left her like a hundred million dollars, she'd never have to talk to her mother again. And by giving Candy control of the family, the family fortune, he thought this would force them to reconcile and create a bond. It would be like a bonding moment between them. Candy could be generous. Tori could be more thankful. But <laughs> that's <No>. like <laughs> the exact opposite happened. <sighs> He was, he, was, he, was, he was trying to turn it into one of his shows. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of his shows. Doesn't work that way. It's and him it's producing the, like life yeah. or trying to produce life and trying to control the, the women in his life, even from the grave. And instead of bringing them together, it just set off decades of tell-all books, answering each other back and forth, low-budget reality spinoffs, and hospitalization stories planted in TMZ on page six. I mean, it backfired. I feel like if she had gotten $100 million, she'd still be in the exact same spot right <laughs> yeah. now. She just would have blown through it. I, I don't disagree with that yeah. at all. <laughs> she wouldn't have done the 8 million terrible reality shows and that weird quasi-fictional real one where yeah. like Zachary Quinto was her best friend. Oh, that's, um, that's what helps set off the uh, feud in with them. She was mocking her parents. Yeah. 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 Lonnie Anderson played candy and it was, it was actually, it was pretty good. That was pretty funny. I remember it. And that was when Aaron was still alive. It was kind of hurtful to her parents. So, you know, I actually have a question about this. (laughs) Sometimes I do. Sometimes I have rare moments of self-reflection and I wonder (laughs) Does anyone, the audience, do you guys, does anyone care about the spellings as much as I do? <laughs> I mean, I can speak for myself. I <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I'm going to stay out of this. I'm going to stay out of this. I, I go mean, along it with you, you know, because it's entertaining, but. Uh... I know. I have a feeling I'm. I might be the number one fan. I mean, I don't know. I I definitely, I welcome the feedback because I know I'm a little obsessed, but I do have, I don't know. A certain you're, brand. you're a little obsessed about the spellings. Like the Pope is a little Catholic. <laughs> what think about all the boxes they check off for me. They're real estate, Hollywood, the, the jewelry, the dynastic wealth, the that house again, feuding. I love feuding. Yeah, <laughs> they're Jewish. I mean, they just like check off everything. Mm-hmm. They just so I know, and I'll say you. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, they can, um, <laughs> maybe you should open the floor to suggestions, but I don't know. And if you guys can't tell, I'm a little bit team candy here. I do have a what? special, I have a special place in my heart for icy matriarchs, especially mm-hmm. icy, wealthy, controlling, spiteful matriarchs. So sounds Randy. like a real endorsement. I like her cause she's horrible. <laughs> Yeah. So I guess maybe I'll have to face reality, but that's not my strong suit. No. It's really no, no. 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 We don't we well, don't want you to ever face reality on this podcast. <laughs> uh, what it's, a, it's not what people can, come here like. That's no. not what they come here for. No. Yeah, my, my yeah. It's true. Stacy's the Debbie Downer, not you, Jordan. <laughs> yeah i do believe they're only delusions of grandeur if you acknowledge their delusions if you're living in them they're your reality by choice i like that instead of alternative facts reality by choice i don't know i don't know i'm manifesting my way into that penthouse whether anyone knows I mean, you've manifested your way into the foyer, so I think you can manifest your way into that house. I have faith in you. I'm a few key tweets. (laughs) DMs are open. Yeah. What's happening, though, like in more current? (laughs) Something current that doesn't... Uh, There was a big, big divorce. Well, uh, not necessarily divorce yet, though it's been filed. Uh, Who could have seen this coming? Uh, Britney Spears. I'm shocked. Shocked. Just shocked. They Just they seem like the picture so perfect couple. You know, like back, you know, a few months ago when she had what essentially was a nervous breakdown in a restaurant mm-hmm. and he just peaced out. He didn't yeah. even help her out. He like her security had to help her out. He was just like, see ya. And then he yeah. claimed that he was going out to get the car. That was that was that that was the equivalent of saying like your dad left to get cigarettes and never came back. Yeah. No, he was not he was not <laughs> going to get the car. But yeah. it's you know, it's it they were together for what, six dated for six years, married for fourteen months, a tale as old as time. Yeah. Honestly, they they got divorced quicker than I thought was going to happen. I thought it would last like another probably year and a half. So I'm so I'm proud of her, I guess. I, I am too. It. Because I think he could have really taken her for a ride. Mm-hmm. She got out. Okay, she talked or rambled, whatever you call those posts, those captions mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. About like she joked about wanting a baby and stuff. And I actually didn't want I, I figured that's a a horrible, like a perfect storm yeah. for more chaos in her life. It, not necessarily having a child or that happiness it might bring her. It's another topic, but um, just that she'll get pregnant. He'll t- K-Fed, K-Fed style. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I was in. I used him as an example for other celebrities, but I meant K-Fed part two. Mm-hmm. And then she'll be trapped and have to pay him off forever. And, I think she mm-hmm. saw where this was going. It was like, I don't have another twenty million to give. Bye. Yeah. The honestly. the accusation. Well, she's been so nonchalant about it. Like you said, like so he's been throwing these accusations, and he's the one who filed. Um, 
he's accused her of a number of things. He accused her. Well, the the big one that people were talking about is he accused her of cheating um, with lies, a staff lies. member. She said he says that there is and there's footage in their house, like from security footage of of her of Brittany sleeping with one of the staff, and then also asking a different staff member to like film her nude, which she films herself nude a lot. So that one actually doesn't. I, I would not be surprised if that one were true. Yeah. Um, but she's, he's also accused her of physical abuse. Like there are those photos going around uh, several months back where he had a black eye and had bite marks on his arm. And the like paparazzi tried to ask him about it. And he just was like, nah, he, he wouldn't answer. But now he's saying it's because she would attack him a lot. Like in that one specifically, the, the black guy uh, biting, he said he woke up and she was over him just beating him up like when he was asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I mean, she's, she's kind of flies off the wire sometimes. I don't know. Um, but that's a big accusation, you know, and, and there's the whole, I think we discussed it before that she has this obsession with knives. Mm-hmm. Like Sam said, she hides knives all over the house because she's terrified of, she's paranoid that somebody's out to get her. And, um, so he was terrified that he was going to wake up one night looking up at her with, you know, a knife in her hand. And again, this is all from him. Like, so who, you know, take that with what you will. She's also accused, she hasn't flat out accused him of abuse, but I've seen, uh, I'm on a number of uh, uh, Brittany Stan uh, group chats, both on mm-hmm. IG and, and on actual text. And they've been, they've been, some photos been flying back and forth on my chats of, uh, of Brittany having bruises over the last several years. And those were kind of mysterious. Uh, and she never out. She never actually accused him of physical abuse. But now that it's being accused one way, people are like, "Oh, maybe it was. Maybe maybe he was doing it to her as well." It's just uh, like he know. did. Maybe he did. Maybe he did arguments, and they both went out. They. I, I mean, there's no way that that relationship was not just totally toxic. Yeah, just completely. And now she like he was all she's sort of like kind of all she had, like now she has nobody, like she has no support system, which is what people are really terrified for because um, she, the family's her, her uh, reconciliation with, with uh, Lynn is already done. Like that was a big deal. Like, Oh my God, they're they're Lynn came out to visit her and now they're back. Nope. They're, they're off again. And she obviously doesn't talk to Jamie Lynn and her dad. She has evidently no friends. Um, so they said the only people left in, in Brady's life are um, her security detail and uh, Cade Hudson. Mm-hmm. Her, uh, is he a manager or an agent? He's I always get him confused. Okay, he, he's wait, still wait, in wait, No, no, wait. What is he? I, he, he basically runs our whole career. I guess you would call him at this point a manager because he yeah. really ha- has a broad control over steering her, influencing her. yeah. So this, it, like, so they people are worried because now she's really might fly off the handle, and uh, and they're, the way that people are describing her, like that, uh, she's been described both as now very fragile and very hypersexualized, which is you know I, a lot of her posts are very hypersexual, and mm-hmm. I guess these accusations of her sleeping with the staff members, but I'm not entirely sure what what why what exactly that means, but um, it's well, not good. That be- couldn't that be like a result of her mental illness and and not taking her medication? Well, she and this, I mean, this is as common as can be, but she does not acknowledge she has a mental illness. Right. Which is so now that she has no support system, that's not good. 
Yeah. Uh, like, cause they said by all accounts, when the cons- say what you will about the conservatorship and there's a lot you could say both not generally good, but mostly bad. Um, but they said that she followed things like she, she, she went to doctors, she took her medication, she did things that helped her. And now she's not doing any of those things. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I mean, hell, like, you know, he's, he posted a statement that was just as generic as could be, you know, like, oh, well, except it didn't have the generic, we continue to love and respect each other. It was just, it was like, you know, these, you know, our relationships, you know, and in, in this course, although he, he got a lot of shit because he literally ended his statement with shit happens. And of course, the Britney fans went on the attack for that. Like, how callous of you shit happens. Uh, but then... I- I loved her people's statement that they released today. She's happy to give the ring back. He got it for free anyways, and she has plenty of diamonds. I was like, I was like applauding that as I read it because he gave her a nice ring, which um, was, you know, probably like four or five carats. Um, and I mean, it's just like he didn't come in with much. They joked he had the Jeep he drove in and the mm-hmm. shoes he wore. He even made fun of that. Well, but he made fun of that when they were discussing the prenup, which, by the way, is kind of the big story here. Yeah. I mean, it's ironclad, apparently, and he doesn't get much out of it. No, it, it, well, nobody quite knows, but from what pe- there's no, um, there'll be no payout or spousal support from what mm-hmm. people know. Uh, he, he gets to leave with any gifts he got along the way. And his, it says cars plural. I know the Jeep because he's had the Jeep the whole time. Uh, I don't know what other cars he has. I saw him. I saw a recent photo of him in a like really top of the line Aston Martin. So, I mean, that's a few hundred thou. She probably well, bought and, that for him. Well, we know Brittany's driving the same old Mercedes. I know. So she's, she's been tooling around in that bad boy for a while now. We've been covering her and her white Mercedes SLs. I mean, it goes back to the early, mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we've posted loyal. about it. The girl is loyal. Yeah. That's like when she, I like it. She's like kind of frozen and that. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about it on here. Um, people have said... When you get that famous that young, like that rare level of her, Michael Jackson, et cetera, you become kind of frozen. Mm -hmm. Part of you, at least, you never grow past it. So mentally, you're still that. She drives the updated versions, but it's still that one model Mercedes when she was like early 2000s, Britney on top of the world. Love her for it. The, the it's the one stable relationship in our life. <laughs> the uh, the 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 other big thing that evidently was in the prenup is they it's been described as an extensive extensive confidentiality clause, which mm-hmm. obviously makes sense because oh my god, what that the stories that Sam could tell, but that's why they people seem to think that there might be a settlement out of this. Because he's clearly already going on the attack of like trying to challenge it. And uh, his lawyer, Neil Hirsch, has released a number of statements, you know, trying making state comments about, you know, we don't know about all the community property and the quasi community property. And Mm -hmm. I mean, he's I mean, she has the queen. We know we know who her attorney is. It's, you know, the the queen bee, Miss Laura, Uh, Laura Wasser. Uh, So, you know, Neil, I. (laughs) Laura Wasser, official lawyer for the Pe- for P- Pretty Corrupt podcast. Yes, yeah. yes. She doesn't yes. know it, but she is. Yeah. 
but they're they're saying that um, that there's there is a because there there could be a, the slightest of chances that for some reason a challenge is successful. Probably not. But even if there's a 0.001%, it might behoove Brittany to pay out even in the six figures and then get him to sign an even like more ironclad confidentiality. Mm -hmm. So like there, I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty ironclad already, but they're saying he, she might just want to cut a check just to get rid of him. And it wouldn't have to be a lot. I, yeah, because say he, um, like I saw TMZ throughout there, it would be in the six figures, which is hundreds of thousands. Considering the legal fees, it would probably be cheaper to give him half a mil, even a million, yeah. than yeah. to drag this out for two years in courts with lawyers who are that, you know, she has the most expensive lawyers in the game. I mean, it probably, I don't know how much he wants. She's not as, you know, I think, you can never believe the celebrity net worth estimates, but she, she isn't as, she can't hand him over $20 million. No. Like if he thinks it, he's going to walk away retired, that's not happening. The, the, the estimate when the conservatorship ended was, I think she was, the, it was estimated about 60 million, which we mm -hmm. all thought was like shockingly low. Given, You'd given expect her, a couple hundred million. Yeah, there, especially so. coming off of that huge residency in Vegas, and you'd you'd think that number would have been a lot higher. So it was clear yeah. how how her finances were just a mess. But that was how long has she been on the conservatorship? It's been like a year and a half, something like that. It was like fall of twenty twenty one, so almost two years. Um, who knows what if if that started at sixty million. Knowing how she handles things, who knows what that is now? She like like immediate the day after, which is where I wonder if this comes into community property. The day after their wedding, she closed on that house in Calabasas, and I don't know where the timeline hits on that to make it community property or not. Yeah, it was like that's eleven mil, and then she turned around and moved back to the the other house that she's been living in for years. And yeah, who knows how, what kind of snaky ways he might try to get out of the confidentiality agreement. So it's like, just pay him a little bit, just get him to go yeah. away. After this, I predict his career. We will see him. I don't know which of these shows still exist, but you know, this, you know, the post a list or the post hit show a reality show spiral. He's going to be on like those Dr. Drew, big brother style. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. And mm -hmm. it's going to go on for like four years until he's on like big brother, <laughs> big brother, Yugoslavia, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like there's a whole pattern. It's the American ones, then the Australian ones. Then you kind of pop up in Eastern Europe. Like there's a path. <laughs> I mean, well, will he have to join the union, though? <laughs> <laughs> that was a, another weird thing that we saw some reports on were basically kind of I don't I wish I don't know who the where the reports were coming from. And obviously don't know how accurate they were. But some people were saying that, like, this marriage was never really a marriage anyway. He was basically a glorified employee. Mm -hmm. And they were saying that essentially this divorce uh, paperwork is is like employment termination it's basically getting him off the payroll because he you know i mean th i mean who knows th th again people are just saying all kinds of things nothing's verified but that was just I mean, interesting i'd never heard that that it was strictly a business 
transaction. He he came on board during the conservatorship, so he had to have been vetted by her father and everyone in the early days. So I wonder, I don't know if it's a formal term, I don't know if it's a formal employment, but I do think he served a role in her life that was more than romantic. He was like yeah. a caretaker. I mean, I'm sorry, what what marriage is not a business relationship? Like marriage from point. the very beginning has always been a business transaction. Yeah, it's always been a monetary true. transaction about business. And it really has been a, about employment opportunities, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. usually for women as opposed to men. So, and when I use employment opportunities, I use that very loosely. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, J- Jordan, speaking of employment opportunities, it looks like she might be in the market for like a manipulative, like Machiavellian like control, you know, like puppeteer, like you could be a new Sam Lutfi. You, she needs that. She needs you. It's, this you is know, your, this is your moment. This is your time. Every time she posts on Instagram and I read those rambling captions with bad, with a uh, bad spelling, weird spacing, odd placement. I'm like, what she needs is a social media manager, someone who cares at least an editor, just an editor. If, if someone, someone, yeah, someone who is drawn naturally to unstable, toxic. Things. Well, that was my my favorite thing was like her first post after the uh, after the news broke was not anything. Ha- I mean, she's barely acknowledged it at all. But her mm-hmm. very first post the next morning, the next day, was about how she wants to get a horse, and it was just yep. a photo of her on a horse saying, "I'm going to get a horse now," which could be. You could look at it as A, this is just where her mind is, or B, that this is how little she cares. Mm-hmm. That she's just like, I'm moving on. I mean, when you've got Laura Wasser behind you, you don't really have to care. Did you see Kevin Costner had a Kevin Costner and Christine, our, our other favorite divorce? They had a big deposition last week. And the photos of them walking in were just like she she was all disheveled, carrying all these bags. Kevin Costner strolled in like he just got off the beach. He had like a button, a white button down with a few buttons undone, wearing like tan slacks. That's what happens when you have Laura Walsh as your attorney. You don't <laughs> care. You can just stroll in. So hopefully that's the peace of mind Brittany has. Going from America's unstable sweetheart that everyone roots for <laughs> to America's unstable skinny girl villain. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Who? <laughs> who could it be? Who who do we not root for on this podcast? I'd say lately, but it's always kind of been my energy. <laughs> Did you catch the Bethany Raquel? The be- the three part series. The three. three parts. It really needed to be three parts. I mean, it had to be three parts because apparently it was so filled with ads. Yeah. From what everybody I mean, said. I did not listen to it. Like in mm. I, in all transparency, I listened to that that one that we did the special bonus episode about, but I, I couldn't listen to it. I just and it's not. I'm not going to say that because some people will be like, I can't listen to her voice. We're born with our voices, and so I think it's mean. People people you know criticize you and I actually, Jordan, for our voices on reviews and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> shut up. I we, at least we put our voices out there. It's it's the chaos of the way that. Bethany her talks. Energy. Yeah, her energy makes me anxious. And I just, and like I've said before, like it confuses me sometimes when she's talking. And I don't want to have to listen to her a second time because it just makes me anxious. But uh, 
I just, I've read all the recaps. I've been listening to a lot of other, <laughs> you know, contemporaries of ours talk about it. And I'm just like, oh God. I, I took one for the team and actually listened. You did. And it was hard for me too, because like you said, her voice, her energy, it just kind of irritates me. And, but I also don't like listening. I, I like to make this quick. So I hit, I hit, Imagine her voice at two times speed. It was a lot for me to process. Like the chipmunks? Yeah. <laughs> but I did it. I survived. I got through it. And I have mm-hmm. to say, not, first of all, I it's such a weird meeting because on the, or, you know, these two, because on during Scandival, I did always have a sympathetic, I had a sympathetic spot for Raquel. And I still mm-hmm. kind of do. I I don't know. I don't think she's as horrible as they made her seem. And I think I think Raquel's points got across well, which like you know, it's a show and blah. I don't think she was. I don't do not think Raquel was a victim. And I never said that. I just mm-hmm. I don't know. We're all horrible people. The, welcome to showbiz. No, <laughs> but no, we're all. Yeah. But Bethany. But Bethany was just kind of rehashing and making it so clear she had never seen the show. And that was like her one recurring message. That's insulting too. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. because like Bethany would be so upset if somebody was like criticizing skinny girl margaritas. And then they were like, but I've never had it. Mm-hmm. Or I just had, I just had like one tasting of it once. Like I've never had like a full skinny girl margarita. And she'd be like, well, how can you talk about it then? And be like, well, I've had a little sip of it and I've heard all, all these other people talk about it. So I think, I think I've got a great, you know, platform to give my opinion mm-hmm. on skinny girl you didn't watch the show you, yeah. excuse me female howie mandel like you didn't watch the show <laughs> and now here you are i mean look the thing that yeah there's like a couple of things like i agree about that a the woman usually gets it worse than the guy does i think tom sandoval has been let off a little yeah. a bit easier than raquel has definitely um but also, like, Raquel went and hit away uh, for her mental health. Hit, hit away. I don't know. I, I've got, like, conflicting feelings about stuff. I do agree that him recording her in that intimate moment, 100% wrong in a violation. And that was disgusting. And I can mm-hmm. see, like, her being really scared about the, that getting out. Absolutely. But just hearing all this stuff about her, apparently, and I heard, I've heard the clips of it, for basically saying that she was like never best friends with Ariana and Sheena. And I'm like, okay, I'm not in your friendship or anything like that. But like these people like gave you places like homes to live in for a long time. You even were like saying this on episodes, like they celebrated your birthday. Like they took you to places like you, I, that's just, Oh, how quick, how quickly you change. Oh, I'm not best friends. Like this was just like a, you know, a work relationship. So this was just like a work affair. You just like Mm. bone Tom Sandoval for work for the job. Is that what you're saying? Because I don't, because you seem genuinely hurt by what's happened since then with him. So then why shouldn't they be genuinely hurt for the way that like you treated them? Yeah. They discuss they discuss a little bit of it and what I got from it. So um, they do, like you said, Raquel's trying to brush it off as we were on camera best friends, and she tries mm-hmm. to kind of minimize her friendship with our, especially Ariana. She was like, we were basically 
this was a line I don't know if she was aware of. It sounded like something that would have been played back on the reunion. She was like, yeah, I was around Ariana a lot, but when I was, it was to be with Tom. And I was like, oh, was your publicist listening to the publicist coaching you through this? That wasn't the line to use. That was very, you know, the whole mistress thing. And then with Sheena, she downplayed it. And then what caught me too, though, was, Bethany's agreeing with her and agreeing with her. Be like, yeah, there are lots of fake friendships on our shows. Like, what did she say? Jill Zarin and Kelly. And then she said, Carol Radswell and Tinsley. I was like, oh, she's take, she's using this to take shots mm-hmm. at other housewives. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I'll tell you this. Oh, go ahead. There was a really great part. Oh, well, well, th- that, that's the thing though. That's the difference between the, Pump Rules and Housewives, though, is that Pump Rules is originally started with a group of friends and colleagues at at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And so it's grown from there. Like, these people are actual friends before they were on the show. And Raquel came in, or Rachel came in, because whatever we're going to call her, I don't know. She's now back to Rachel. It's part of her therapy to accept her birth name and birth identity. So Rachel, like she came in as James Kennedy's girlfriend. So she, Mm. she came in from the outside, but they allowed her in and they welcomed her in. I mean, some of them did, some of them did not so much like Lala did not so much. So, but like, these are a group of friends. They started off as friends, unlike housewives where you might have one or two people who know each other. And then they kind of bring in other people from there and then they create a friendship through the show. That's not how it works on Vanderpump Rules. So again, Bethany's got it all mixed up there. It's not she, it's not like Housewives. Yeah, she doesn't under she doesn't understand that. Like um well clearly she doesn't. I mean literally she couldn't stop saying, I've never seen the show. She said she said she That's- she kind of skimmed the reunion. And so um there were two things that really caught me about her takes from that. And one was, I love to see her jaw drop. Bethany, she couldn't compete with this. She was reading off the ratings for Vanderpump Rules this season. Mm-hmm. And she like couldn't believe, she thought there was like a typo. The ratings were so off the charts. It was one of the top rated shows of 2023. All not just reality across all programming. She was like, I haven't seen numbers like this since. And she started to say, since I came to Housewives, mm-hmm. and she she even stopped herself. She knew she couldn't compete. You know, she was going to be like, I was just waiting for her to be like, you're the second most famous season since anything I was ever on. I invented Bravo. No, but she even like, pump rules this season. When she saw the numbers, she kept like, like she was like, whoa. That's an extra zero on the compared to anything she had ever seen. And we all know her subsequent shows didn't catch very many ratings. Mm -hmm. And we had a pretty amazing moment this week regarding Bethany (laughs) and her podcast. (laughs) So I don't know if you guys caught it. Hopefully you did. We released the Bethany Breakdown, a special emergency bonus PCP report. Um, on this Thanks for telling program. me about that, by the way. I had to find out like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
you were asleep. You know, you go to bed at seven thirty, like your grandpa, grandpa. So you know, we had to we had to make things work. <laughs> well, who wants? So guess what, guys? Guess who listened to the episode and reached out to us on Instagram and had a little chat with us about her opinions on this? Jordan's daughter-in-law. That's right. (laughs) Princess Carol Radswell. My daughter-in-law on Twitter. (laughs) Also, by the way, I don't think she really connected that I'm Lee on Twitter. I'm the pest. I'm, I'm the pest of her family. But she listened to PCP and she reached out and Stacy actually got to DM with her. I was afraid. I was like, if if she figures out, if she figures out it's me, Lee, it's all going to blow up. Stacy, Stacy. I was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I hope, I hope she continues to listen to the podcast, but not this one. I just I hope she didn't hear anything you just said. A quick Google would it wouldn't t- if she, she listen writer girl Emmy Award winning journalist a quick yeah. Google will reveal who I am. So. Wait, didn't you open the episode with the man behind Twitter's Lee Radswell? Oh like, my god! Did she god. not hear that? Did she that's not hear our, that? That's in our <laughs> intro every yes. single week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So she knows. She knows. Oh, that's even better. See, the family's coming back together. There we go. go. (laughs) She's forgiving me. No, but more importantly, though, it was Carol's thoughts on Bethany Mm -hmm. and PCP. I thought that was great. Can we Mm -hmm. share a little? We won't screenshot. Stacy talked me out. Stacy and stuff, they talked me out of it because... I was like, boundary no, that's some, issues. Some violation of bit, privacy. Like, no. No. But I mean, her main thing is that she's a mess, that Bethany's a mess. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, that's an understatement. So yeah. Yeah. She said she was a mess. Um, she kind of questioned the legitimacy of her her charity work. Which actually which then made me question it too, because I had I just hadn't thought much of it, you know, because I just think a lot of times sometimes sometimes a charity a is just a tax write-off because a lot of times it mm-hmm. is and b you know it's just a way to like go i'm such a good person while i do shitty things over here mm-hmm. um but so i found out though apparently there's another charity that's been around since before bethany's called be strong and it's it's a it's a cancer charity based off of, of a man who pa- passed away and it's already a 501c3 and it's already like mm-hmm. trademarked the name be strong and they've they've been like kind of at war with bethany over this have been like yo you can't use our name no matter how famous you are like come on <laughs> so i was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you stole your your charity stole the name of another charity that's based off of a, a dead man Oh my god! Che- oh my god! Bethany's charity it's a is a cheater, cheater brand. brand. <laughs> <laughs> she has a cheater brand charity. <laughs> yeah. Sonia Morgan has been has been. Um, oh god damn it! Oh, why is my brain not working? It starts the R. It starts with an R. It's been it's been not revived. Not it's been vindicated. You know, redeemed. Vindicated. That's it. It yeah. starts with a V, not an R. Stacy, <laughs> you were it. close. 
God. But yeah, so yeah, so she's got a cheater brand charity. So I, I, like, I was like, wait a minute, what? Oh, I mean, but Carol didn't say that, but Carol was like, just Carol questioned the legitimacy kind of, of it. I was like, yeah, made she me question said, it. She said that Bethany's charity isn't a registered individual charity. It's a fundraising operation on behalf of another. Basically, Bethany's fundraising for some other charity. This is not her own foundation. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of, sm- basically she was going down a list, which we won't reveal everything since, mm-hmm. you know, the two princesses are coming back. <laughs> Mending, oh my God, I'm her candy spelling on Twitter. No, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, uh, she was explaining to us a lot of smoke and mirrors and Bethany's image and business and charity and how it operates. We saw eye to eye. Well, this, this is what I'll say. Just everybody who watched Bethany, like Bethany getting married, Bethany ever after. And maybe like, you know, those couple of years when she was back after that of when she was, you know, running her empire and I'm using air quotes if you can't see me, (laughs) that she just, she had like some interns. Interns are not paid. So let's just, let's just clear that up. You're either a paid employee or you're an intern. Interns do not get paid. So there's no such thing as a paid intern, Bethany Mm -hmm. Frankel. So if you're paying an intern, then they're an employee. And if you're not, if they're, if an, if if you're dub- if you're 1099ing them, then then they're an independent contractor, <laughs> and so and they need some they need some tax help. Anywho, like if you guys can just think back to that time period, that's like ten years ago. She's running with just like you know a couple of assistants and you know some interns and stuff like that, and she's trying to like run all this stuff. So you would think by now that she would have more of like an official office, and she would have more people, more of a staff, everything like that. Apparently she does not. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's run kind of in the same way. I mean, her poor assistant, Julie, had to get like married and run off to Pennsylvania to get away from her. <laughs> so like, but just like, think about this. Like she sold skinny girl. She makes money off of that. But like, I'm sorry, skinny girl jeans. Who needed that skinny girl? Like, like these other products and stuff. She just like, will come up with stuff. This is not, it's anything. just like licensing names out it's on exactly products that it, don't go anywhere. It's very Trumpian in that sense. Mm-hmm. You know, Cause he licensed his name. He licenses his name out. Even on the buildings, most of the buildings that Trump's name is on, it's a licensing deal. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, she doesn't create anything. And look, a lot of people don't create anything, especially in this day and age with, you know, influencing American society is a service industry. Now we don't really create much physical stuff, but to act like you do again, the smoke and mirrors that is up there. And uh, can I quote one line from Carol's message to us? I mean, at your, at your peril, Carol, this is him quoting and not me. So Yeah, Carol, if you're still listening Jordan. at this point, please know that I'm not part of this. I still want to be friends with you. I still want to be I'm, friends too. You know, family, how it is. We fight. We make <laughs> up. It's all love at the end of the day. What she said was, her brand is venting on TikTok. Yeah. 
I think that's completely accurate. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, since some of her business ventures have lost steam, and they are, she goes, she's always insisted, it's not the celebrity that made her brand. It's her and her savviness. No, it's all dependent on her headlines on her fame from the show. Skinny Girl would have gone nowhere without it, whether she had the idea, you know, she could have made that without the show and it wouldn't have. So anyways, the point is, obviously it does matter because she's chasing headlines any way she can, whether it's TikTok, YouTube, podcasts, planting stories in page six, her outlandish sticks. She needs this attention because that's really all the brand, all the clout she, you know. Look, sometimes some people have like one good idea and they mm-hmm. can make a lot of money off of it. And she did. Yes. And the thing is, is that, and that's great. And sometimes then they chase that for forever because I think in some ways, this is just my personal opinion and I could be completely wrong, but I think in a lot of ways, she doesn't want to just be relegated to being a media personality, which is really what she is. And that's one of the reasons Skinny Girl was so successful is because people related to her from housewives. They liked her. She was the underdog on housewives Mm -hmm. and she was loud and she kind of, you know, told it how it was and she was funny and she was witty, but she was also kind of mean, which sometimes, you know, people didn't like, but then sometimes we also kind of liked it because, because of the way the show is edited and the way the show is made, we're not going to lie, but that the way the show is made and the way the show is edited is, is what helped made her make her a personality and helped what made skinny girl sellable for however many millions of dollars she made off of it and that she continues to make off of it still. So I, she's just, I feel like she's chasing a dragon now and, and it's still the fame dragon and just trying to figure it out, but also trying to deny who she is. And, and like you're saying, like, She's trying to deny that she doesn't have another product to sell people, that she's not that business savvy in that sense. I think she's media mm-hmm. savvy, absolutely. So she knows how to capitalize on these things. But I think the more she pushes it and tries to chase these stories, I think the more she's people are starting to see the facade and see past it and see what's going yeah. on. Yeah. You were saying, uh, like, you know, she was that we forgot. The show forgave her a lot because she was the underdog, so she could get away with being mean. This part cracked me up in her interview with Raquel because I think it's part two. I believe it's part two. She's going over all the cruel, horrible things in her words that Ariana said to Raquel at the inner, at the reunion. You're subhuman. Go off yourself with a cheese grater. Like, you're the most disgusting psychopath, whatever. And Bethany's sitting there pretending, in my opinion, she's like, if you were my daughter, I would have beat her up. I'm crushed. This is so horrible. And in my head, I'm like, you are reading these so jealous. You never used any of these lines on <laughs> Sonia, Luann, Jill, all the people you were. Dorinda, everybody. Like she set the bar. She was a pioneer in ver- oh that in verbal abuse, mm-hmm. and she's speaking out now to Raquel against a verbal verbal abuse. And she's talking about how her therapist watched with her, and he noted all the emotional abuse and tactics. And I was like. Do you, I mean, I can go over it, but that time she brought Sonia in to demolish her over the cheater brand. The way she called Luann a, a whore, drunk, slut. I mean, the mention she def- at all. 
she defends that. She de- she basically defended that on Instagram. I saw a post that somebody was, said to her, basically, uh, I'm paraphrasing, okay, well, are you going to bring Luann on now and like apologize mm-hmm. to her for all the verbal abuse that you gave to her? And she goes, I think saving her life was enough. And I was like, oh, so since you paid for her to go to rehab, then that that excuses you saying all these horrible things to her. So you never have to publicly apologize to her. No, that's a that's abusive. That's emotionally abusive right there to somebody. Yeah. And she did that. And then publicly. she uses she uses that. And she didn't pay for it. She she made a call to Bravo just to clear that up. And Bravo has paid for uh, a couple others, Luann's one and then someone on Beverly Hills who's been a couple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do they will pay for it. So but that's Bethany's MO. She takes credit for everything. Everything. So in her mind, she not only paid out of pocket for Luann, the call she made to Bravo about paying for it means she invented Bravo and all housewives owe her their firstborns. Yeah. And that's the Bethany agenda. <laughs> they also owe they also owe her 15% of anything that they sell. Yeah. I'm done. To, I'm done talking about her. She's just exhausting, and there'll always be something else. And I just don't want to give her much more air. I feel like that's enough. So, good news for us is that if Bethany wants to enforce that clause, not much to come for. <laughs> However, we can all change that with your help. If you want to please, 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 please share Pretty Corrupt Podcast with everyone, friends, enemies, skinny girls, regular girls, Zempic girls, whatever it is, curvy. No, I'm joking. But um, also please share and make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and review. And... Follow us at Pretty Corrupt Podcast on Instagram and TikTok, at Pretty Corrupt on Twitter. And on those accounts, you can find all our personal ones. So, who wants to say goodbye? Ciao.